0: Welcome to the weekly sermon by Generations Church. We hope you enjoy this message from our special speaker. That's awesome to be here with you guys. So good to see every one of you. Just tell that to someone that is next to you as well. Just go ahead and tell it. It's good to see you here. Right? It's good. It's good. It's good. And I really feel that uh, what God is going to do here today and what he is doing besides all the, the news that we are hearing is that he really wants to move us from fear to faith. Amen. That's what he wants to do. He wants to move us from fear to faith. And if you are fearful today, be ready to move. Be ready to move. God wants you to move. He's, he's ready. He's ready. Just say yes. He's ready. Yes. <laughs> Amen. All right, all right. So I'm gonna talk today about one of my favorite topics, which is worship. Nobody knew that. That was a, that was a, really a, a mystery. <laughs> that was a mystery. <laughs> so I'm gonna talk to you about that, and God has speaking is speaking to me uh, a lot. In these uh, these past months about worship again, and there's always something new that you can discover in worship and uh, if you if you can leave here today with something just leave here today saying that that I am free to worship amen that's who you are you are free to worship you're free you're free let's do a quick test here today so uh, let's let's do a, a worship test today okay so imagine that you are in the Super Bowl and your favorite team is winning and the, the, the time is up and they won the World Universe Championship. What is your response to that? All right, that's, that's, that was for the Patriots. Now what's your response to that? That's what's your response to that? Your major team is winning. You go nuts. You go yay, right, right. So let's say you just got a letter, and I expect that letter every day in my mail. Okay, you just got a letter saying that you somehow you received. One billion dollars is in your bank account, it's ready to access, and you're you're reading that letter, and you go like what? Yeah, yeah. all right, that's how you go. That's how you go. So I would say we we, we know we know what it is, and worship is really going to bring together that excitement in your heart for your team has won, Jesus has won. He did it. He did it. There's, no, there's nothing else. There's no sudden death, penalties. There's nothing more. He won. Amen? And he purchased everything. Everything. Thank you. He purchased. It's yours. It's in your account. So that's a reason for celebrate, right? That's a reason for celebrate. That's a reason for worship. So... Uh, I worship you, Jesus, for this mic. It's awesome. <laughs> it's going to work. It's going to work. So let me try to bring to you a few quotes that I find it very interesting about worship. Um, and just hang tight. Let Jesus minister to you. But I think this, these quotes are very interesting. I'm going to start with that. So I'm going to start with this quote from A.W. Tozer that says this, Any man or woman on this earth who is bored and turned off by worship, is not ready for heaven. And I say, right on. Right on. <laughs> if you are bored with worship, you're you not going to be, you don't want to be in heaven then. All right? Let me give you another one here. When you worship, have an eye on God in every word you sing and aim at pleasing him more than yourself. Ooh. That was too early, maybe. No. Let's keep going. I love this quote. And the last one was was from John Wesley. But let me give you this one. I just fell in love with this one here. From Francis Chan. He says this. Isn't it a comfort to worship a God that we cannot exaggerate? Isn't that right? You can't go wrong. When you worship, you can't go wrong. If you scream, that's okay. If you fell on the floor, it's okay too. If you speak in tongues, that's okay too. If you say holy a hundred million times, it's okay too. You cannot go wrong. Look at this one. This is from John Piper. He says this, We belittle God when we go through the outward motions of worship, and we take no pleasure in his person. That's very was very interesting to me to hear this. Because it's not only a service, it's not only an event, we're not doing something for God, we are spending time with Him. It's like it's a relationship, changes our perspective. Look at this one here, and please don't kick me out after this one, okay? Show me where you spend your time, your money, and energy, and I will tell you what you worship. That's telling, right? Now, call your friend right now. Now, this is, tell him this is to you now. This is for you. <laughs> Everything else was for me, but this is for you now. Okay? What happens when you are alone with the Lord determines how intimate and deep the worship will be when we come together. Because this is important, right? When we worship together here, it is important. But this can be, oh, so different when you already came here worshiping. That's very different. If you walk through those doors and you were already worshiping, man, that's a whole nother level. And everyone here, every one of us, we have that calling. We are not called to a service. We're called to a lifestyle of worship. Let me give you one more. And I love this one. For those who are very quick to worship. This one. We praise until the worship comes. We worship until the glory comes. And when the glory comes, we stand on it. So it's a difference. We are not, we are not here just to, one, two, three songs up. It's time, time up. We have to understand that worship is a process. And we are growing and we are following and are going deeper. So don't stop if you, th- you don't feel nothing. Don't stop. Just keep pressing in. Now this one is from a famous rabbi. rabbi. Nobody heard him before. But it goes like this. But now the time is coming and is already here. True worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. And they are the kind of worshipers the Father is looking for. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. And I I find it so interesting that this is really the summary of worship right there. And it couldn't come from any other person. The sum of worship for us. So let me say a few things here about this. This summary for worship for our lives right now. The first thing will be this. That God, he is actually not looking for worship. If we read the text here, he is not looking for worship. He's looking for worshipers. And we have this idea, we have this idea, we come to church, think we, we have to pay our dues to God, right? Let's worship because those are our dues. God is not looking for that. We say He is awesome. We say He is good. We say He is big. We say He is amazing. We say all the things about God. But this is not just to feed His ego. God is not an, uh, an evil emperor that needs to be reassured that He is good. He is very well. He is very well. He is very secure about Himself. He is very secure. Worship is not the focus of God. But the worshiper is what he's looking for. Listen to this. God is looking for worshipers. So worship works like a beacon, you know. It's like a beacon. It's like a radio signal that you broadcast and God is listening. And he can locate you. He finds you as you worship. Worship is that thing that calls the attention of God. Oh, okay, so here's the place that I can establish my throne. Do you remember that? The Bible says that God inhabits in the, in the praises. That's the place of his habitation. His throne is in the praises. Think about that for a second. Every time you worship, you are calling the governmental center of the universe to be right there. I think that there was never a a better time to worship than right now. What do you think? If we need some governmental and society changes and transformation in schools and and, and people and groups and, and entities, let's We better call the governmental center of the universe, right here, right now. Through what? Through worship. So if you can do something, worship. Better than crying, better than complaining, worship. When we worship, things happen. Isn't that right? When we worship, things happen. It's, It's it's the truth. And there's no better time. It's right now. It's right now. Listen to this. Jesus is saying, the time is now. You can be walking here and in your car and you are just worshiping your car. Isn't that great? Compared to what was before. If a Jew wanted to worship, he, he would have to wait a long time. He will have to prepare a lot of things. The water, the offering, the, the place, the stones. And then no, no, now, now we're gonna go for the tabernacle. Let's go to that place. At that time, it has to be one single person. I cannot come in. We have to be completely clean. If there is a hmm, there's a scratch here, I'm not clean anymore. That was a long process. Thank you, Jesus, that now we are free to worship. We have access. Put on a CD in your car and Jesus is there. Amen. I'm too old. CD is too old, right? <laughs> I think, yeah, I gave up. Yeah, CD is too old. Put on an MP3 in your car. No, it's still too old. Spotify. Spotify the new thing. Turn it on. Jesus is right there. He's there. You might be surprised. Oh, Jesus, what you're doing here? I'm not even in church. No, but he's there because you're worshiping. And when he's there, things change. The presence of God causes things to change. Worship is for your own benefit. Think about it. When you worship, you are the one being blessed. You cannot add anything to God, but he can add everything to you. You are the one being blessed. Your family is being blessed. Your mind is being restored. Your body is being healed because you're worshiping. So that is important. That's so important. And we have to remember that. God is looking for those people who are ready to worship. But he's, he's making a distinction here. And we're going to spend a few, ta- a few minutes here talking about it. Because there is a fake worship and there is true worship. Right? So how do we differentiate? I was thinking about uh, I, maybe we can we have to tell uh, how fake worship is. How to to notice to to flag. Oh, that's fake. That's fake. Oh, that's fake. Mmm, that's fake. Two hands. No, fake. You know, fake. We are too concerned about noticing the fake. Let's be concerned about noticing what is true. Amen. All right. If you focus on the truth, you will never be confused. Whatever comes. You will never be confused. So listen to this. Jesus is saying here that the true worshipers, they will worship in what? In? and in? in truth. Those are the two things. Two things. In spirit. What does that mean? What does it mean to worship in the spirit? So let me break the news here. Your, your body, right now, that's not who you are. Okay? That's a very, very nice suit. Sometimes it needs some adjustments. But it's a very nice suit. You are spirit. You are spirit. Your body, your emotions, they are not who you are. You are spirit. And that's the place from where you start. From your spirit. In the Spirit. Jesus came to revive what? Our spirit. Our spirit was dead because of sin. But he came and he revived us. So now we are alive in the Spirit. And Paul says this, if we are alive in the Spirit, we have to also do what? To walk in the Spirit. That's the difference there. And I have to say that many times we are so used to walk in this body, in our emotions, in our reasoning, that we forget that we are not those things only. They have to be subdued by the Spirit again. And it's a hard thing to do. It's not easy. But you have to do it. If you want to worship God in the Spirit, we have to start from that reality. Let me give you an example. How many of you... Here, sometimes, oh, I don't feel like worshiping today. I'm so tired. Maybe that's just me. But sometimes we are tired. Right? We work. There are a lot of things we do. Concerns. How many people here sometimes are stressed out? Oh, I have to deliver a project tomorrow. I have to work this tonight. And, uh... Hi I'm not ready for worship. Sometimes it happens. How many here go through difficult situations where you where you feel you feel inside that I don't feel like it. I don't feel like worshiping. I'm just sad. I'm just going through these emotions. I don't feel like worshiping. All of that that's your body. That's your soul. That's your mind. But your spirit inside of you is saying, Yes, let's go. Amen. Woo! Worship today. Woo, woo. Yeah. That's your spirit. That's your spirit. The Bible says the spirit is what? Is ready. The spirit is ready. Say worship in his I'm right there. Your body may not want to come, your soul may not want to come. Your mind is questioning: Is it the right time to do that? But your spirit is ready and we have to stand up from the spirit and say in the spirit, Oh my soul, bless the Lord. Isn't that awesome? David, he said that. He said he had this understanding. Psalms uh, 103 verse 1 and 2, he says this. Oh my soul, bless the Lord. From head to toe, I will bless his name. Look who is in command here. It's not your body, it's not his emotion, it's not res- his reasoning, it's the spirit telling. Just stand up and worship. Just do it. Come on. Stop being lazy, body. Just come on and worship. Emotions, come on, just worship first and then rejoice later. Worship first. That was the understanding from David, and this is what we have to do too. Sometimes you come, and all you have to do before feeling any change in your life is start to singing again. Just sing, I'll lift my hands and believe again. You are my rescue, you are my strength. Oh, that's all. That's all. But first, you start from that point, it's from your spirit. You let me, let me say this to you so you are very clear when you leave. Your body is, ne- is never going to start worshiping first, your mind is always going to challenge it. Say that it's oh, maybe not this, maybe this you can, maybe not that. And your emotions oh, she's already crying, so leave her behind. So it's all about starting in the spirit because God is spirit, and those who worship have to worship in. The Spirit. Are you following me? Yes? All right. So let's go. Let's go for the second one. Jesus is saying that it's in the Spirit and it's in the truth. It's in the truth. Because how you behave is from the Spirit. But you can only do that. You can only take that step. Because there is a truth you have to remember. That is truth who sustains you. And sustains your worship. Jesus said what? The truth will set you free. (laughs) So you have to remember. That is a very important thing to remember. What is the truth? There are two things I want to remind about truth. Okay? So the first thing. We have to remind. The truth about God. Who is God? Who is God? The Bible says this. That God... He is our son and our shield. He gives grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. Amen. That is God. Amen. He is not keeping something from you. He is not doing that. Everything he wants for you is ready. He's available. And he's calling, come on, pick it up. Come on. Listen to this. Without faith is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards. That is God. He rewards you. He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Let me ask you this. Who are you expecting here when you come? What are you expecting God to do when you come? Are you expecting God to give you a scolding? To give you punishment? Are you expecting God to come and say, let's have a talk. Before you do anything, sit, sit down. Sit down. You didn't do this, you didn't do that, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. I'm so mad at you because you forgot this, you forgot that. Is that what you're expecting from God when you come to church? Let me say to you, that is not the God who is waiting for you. That is not the God who is waiting for you. The God who is waiting for you is a God who is expecting to bless you. That's what he wants to do. He looks you from the door and says, yes, they came. Oh, I have so many things ready. I have so many good things. I prepared these. I put a nice bow in this package and I'm going to give it to them. That is the God who is waiting for you. That is the God who is waiting to be here in the worship because he is good. Can you say that with me? God is good. God is good. Amen. God is good. Take note of that. Your mind can say many things. But the truth of the matter is God is good. Amen. And sometimes we are just so concerned about what God is going to do, we forget what our Of what he already did. And what he did was to give judgment. Not to you. Not to me. But to his son. If you're expecting for judgment. You're too late. It was already taken. Jesus took it. Jesus took it. If you're expecting to be punished. You're late. Jesus took it. It's not yours anymore. So what's in store for you? Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. That's the God we worship. That's the God we are worshiping here. That's the God we can expect and we come with anticipation. Yes, he is good. That's the anticipation. That's expectation from our hearts. We worship in spirit. We worship in truth because we know who you are. You are good, God. You are good you always have been you always will be you are good but it's not enough it's not enough to know that god is good sometimes we are we already know when we come and we say that we say many things when we sing but sometimes we are we don't believe that we are worth receiving them isn't that right sometimes we don't believe it because we don't believe that we are his Children, that's the second truth that you have to remember when you worship, when we worship, that we are the children of God. Look at this, John, 1 John 3, verse 1, it says, See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children, and that is what we are. Isn't that amazing? Look, the world loves labels. They love labels. They will call us for many names. For many names. They may call you addict. They may call you uh, uh, many names. They may call you a, prob- a troublemaker. They may call you a person who is, not, is lazy. They may call you many things. They may call you a, a, someone who is not pure. They may call you someone who is not uh, invested. The world has a label for every situation. You don't have to wait too much. But God doesn't call you by the labels. He calls you by your name. That's who you are being called by your name. God is calling you by your name. My children. My children. And you know, do you know how God sees the problems and the struggles that we go through? He sees that as dirty feet. That's how he calls it, thirty feet. If we go to to the Gospel of John, chapter thirteen, Jesus was preparing with his disciples the uh, the supper, so the last supper. And one thing that he does was really interesting. He prepares. Uh, he is there, and he puts himself in a position to wash the the disciples' feet. Isn't that interesting? And Peter was very cl- I mean, clueless, by the way. I. I Peter was just like us, just like us. Sometimes we are clueless. And he was, no, Jesus, you're not going to wash my feet. And Jesus had to to just, just be very clear to him. If I don't wash your feet, you have no part with me. Why? Because washing our feet, our dirty feet, do not say who you are. Does not represent who you really are. Even Jesus said that the person who is already clean doesn't have to take a bath again. Just wash the feet. What was he saying? There are some things that we have to deal with, but those things do not represent who you really are. We are children of God that sometimes we have to wash our feet. We have to do that. We have to wash it. How do we do that? Sometimes you're going to wash your feet or deal with that struggle just by praising. Raise your voice in praise. Sometimes you're going to deal with that by praying. Sometimes you're going to deal with that by reading and declaring the word. Sometimes you're going to deal with that by being accountable to someone. By pursuing someone in trust and saying, listen, I need some help. We wash our feet like that. But you're going to wash those, uh, those dirty feet. And while you do that, God is looking at you and looking at me and say, still saying, I love you. You are my children. I am pleased with you. I'm pleased with you. Jesus is not engrossed by dirty feet. He's actually very interested to clean it and to wash it. That's what he does. And that's the truth that we need to remember. That we are children of God. We are children of God. We are not slaves. We are not enemies. We are not in debt. We are children of God. Completely free. Free to worship. Let me say a few things here before, before we close in this morning. There are three, three things that we need to deal with. Since we're talking about washing our feet and talking about worship. So the first thing is that we need to wash our feet from pride. All the pride. And uh, pride is, is an interesting thing. That is the only thing that God resists. And, it's, and sometimes we think that, oh, it's the devil is coming against me. I'm sorry, it's not. God is the one resisting pride. Pride. And he's going to do that so that you are not destroyed. So I am not destroyed. But let's, let's remember here one thing. Pride has two sides of it. You can be prideful and think that you are more than you are. Or you can be prideful and think that you are less than you are. It's the same thing. It's the same coin. When you think that we are less than we are, that's false humility. God hates that. Because he did not create you to think less of yourself. He did not create us to think less of ourselves. True humility is to be confident in God. To be confident. It's true confidence. You are not being prideful, you are being confident. Sometimes the boldness that you need is just to be sure and just to rest in that confidence. I am loved by God. I am loved. I am desired by God. He wants me. He wants to be with me. He wants to do something through me. That's confidence in God. And we need to to learn how to walk in that confidence. Another thing that we have to wash from from our feet is offense. All the offense needs to come off. And often offense will come because we compare ourselves too much. The comparison, it always will bring offense. Man, I got to tell you, I am not, I I come from a traditional background. So many uh, aspects of expressions in worship I didn't used to like very much. I was very offended. Very offended. And God dealt with me on that a lot. Because we are so attached to form and to some sorts of order that we are, get offended when God comes in and says, no, no, let's switch up. God is in control. Don't be offended. Don't be offended with other people, with situations that they are going through, with what God is doing with them, that maybe right now he's, he's doing something different than you. Don't be offended when we get offended with all of these things, we are bound. We're, going, we're not going to worship. We're not, we're not free to experience what God has for us. Last thing, we need to wash our feet from fear. Fear from what is going to happen. Fear from what is going to happen. If God is one thing, he's surprising. He's surprising. You can never expect and he will surprise you. So don't be afraid. I remember I told this to, to a few friends. That before, uh, the first time I was seeking God to speak in tongues, I was so afraid because I was going to like sound like a chicken. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what was in my mind. I had this fear. And a, a pastor came to me and said, Don't be afraid. God does not play with your feelings. He doesn't. He will surprise you, but he's not here to play with your feelings. And I learned that lesson very well. So some things now, if you are afraid of what is going to happen, just rest in God. Rest in God. Rest in worship. There's one thing that happens a lot. And uh, the truth is, That our fears, they are empowered by what we believe in. It's what you believe. And sometimes it is the fear you you have is because you are believing in a lie. Let me say one thing that is very important and I wanted to bring this today. One of the worst lies that has taken root in many many, uh, congregations is that silence is reverence. And that's not true all the time. Silence sometimes is not reverence. Silence sometimes is fear. You can be silent. I'm not, I'm not saying anything against silence uh, for the sake of silence. But if we are not speaking because of fear, because of loss of reputation, fear of what other people are going to say, we are bound to that. Not always silence will be fear. The church has been called to speak. There's something inside of you, inside every one of you here, that I will not be able to speak. It's your voice. It's your voice. It's your worship. It's different. It complements me. It complements the worship of the church. It complements everything that we are doing. So don't be silent. Speak out, worship out, worship, worship him. Jesus has taught us now to give him sacrifices of praise. And that comes from our lips. Every time we speak, every time we shout, every time we raise our hands, every time we express something, there is a truth here that spiritual obedience will release blessings. Physical obedience releases spiritual blessings. So every time we express ourselves to God in worship, especially with what we say, we are releasing supernatural blessings over us. We are releasing something that God wants to do. We are breaking the chains of fear. And that's all he needs is for someone to just step out in faith and worship that's what he needs that's what he is looking for remember what i said here before and i heard this one time it was very important to me even small streams can become rivers and sometimes you're going to say oh, leandro i i don't know what to do start with the little start with the little and just worship start by saying one word and worship then say another and say another and grow and the small stream that you think you have will become a large river. A large river. People will be fed by that. People will be blessed by that. People will be delivered by that. Everything that we do here as we worship together is small streams coming together together to become a mighty river that is going to impact this region. I believe that every time the church joins and gets together to worship, those are the streams of God coming together for a mighty river to be released in this, in this place. I believe that. Do you believe that too? Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit gchurch.net for more information about this podcast and other resources.